Hi, I'm Paul, the Ripples Guy. Welcome to the Ripples Podcast, where we share quick splashes of inspiration and explore how even our smallest actions can have an ongoing impact on our lives, the people we connect with, and the whole world. Are you in? I hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope you enjoy today. Peter? Hello, everyone. Do a quick wave, and then I'll center myself so that it's just me on screen. If you are joining us live, I am so glad to have you with us today. If you're watching this later, hello. We're coming to you live on a Wednesday afternoon, April 20th, and whenever you can join us is awesome. The Ripples guy has, as usual for Patreon, you rock peeps, a pebble, a boulder, and a ponder. And the pebble today is just a quick recommendation. I have article book today, it's an app. And I will tell you when someone recommended this app, it sounded dark and mysterious and strange. But I learned that it grew out of um, a proverb that is popular in the country of Bhutan. And I did some reading to make sure this isn't just folklore made up. And apparently the tiny little Southeast Asian country of Bhutan is often rated as, as a country that has more happiness per capita than many other countries. And when in, despite striking levels of poverty and, and problems and challenges, and one of the things that they believe and researchers believe is the key to their happiness is part of their culture is to contemplate death every day. And um, I, I read conflicting reports. I don't know if it's in some parts of the country or some people, some people it's you're supposed to contemplate death for five minutes every day. And I, I read a couple other articles that talked about people who believe that you're supposed to contemplate death five times a day. And I stumbled, somebody suggested to me this app that has a dark title. It's called We Croak. And it has a little frog symbol. Um, and I'm going to put, oh, actually, let me put both the centering. Um, I have a link to the tweet where that centering that we read earlier is listed. And then I have a link to the app to the page. So it's actually a web page, so you can get to the app. Um, and it's called wecroak.com. <laughs> and the app, We Croak, downloads onto you. I use it on my iPhone. And randomly, five times a day, you get a little no notification that, it, again, it says, it, it, the, the notification says this, by the way, you're going to die. And then it gives you the option of clicking to a, to a quote. And so um, much like our quote pond, it links to, to a, quote, a random quote that is sometimes directly about death. Oftentimes, it's, it's maybe more tangentially about um, either the end or, or big and heavy things. And all I can tell you is that I don't know if I'm any happier because I've been contemplating death five times a day for the last few weeks. I have definitely found it useful and profound to spend. And I usually, when I get the notification, whatever I'm doing, I just pause for a minute. And I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to die someday. Hmm. I invite you to try it out. And if it, 
uh, moves you. Actually, even if it doesn't move you, if you like it or not, let me know that, and we'll we'll mention that next month. The Boulder comes to me from Brene Brown's podcast, um, Unlocking Us, and a few weeks ago, just before I actually hung out with you in my March um, on our March call when I was in an undisclosed hidden location, kind of really struggling with some big, bigger than flubbity feels, somebody suggested that Brene Brown was feeling similarly, because you know me and Brene, we're like alike in so many ways. Um, And she reached out to her friend, Karen Walron, that she's had on the podcast, that's a pretty remarkable woman, and said, help me. And she had this amazing podcast Um, that I will link to. I will put the link in the chat today and I will also have it in the notes uh, of the YouTube and also the podcast link um, so that we can, people listening to the audio can find it. And here's what I loved is, is that a really great 40 minute conversation, but there were just three questions that she really encouraged Brene to be thinking about on a daily basis when you're really struggling. And it's something she uses in her coaching work. And the three questions are, How can I feel connected today? How can I feel healthy today? And how can I feel purposeful today? And I'll pause here for just a moment, paste those. I'm pasting in here a link to the podcast interview. The whole thing's great, really is worth it. These are the three questions that I put on my phone. I texted to a few people and I've been using over and over again. How can I feel connected today? And and when I was feeling my worst, it was just, do I need to text somebody? Do I need to write somebody a note? Do I need to just think about somebody? How How can I feel healthy today? That bar was low. I often have such high expectations for myself in terms of exercise and I've got to get my 12 hours of standing in, you know, all the things. And um, I need to get my calories burned. And how can I feel healthy today? Some days it's I'm breathing. I have health. Most days, even when I had tweaked my back, which I'll tell you about for a second, when I was having various maladies that I had to deal with, there was something that could help me feel just a little bit healthier by doing a little of this, eating a little of that drinking a little water or something. And then finally, how can I feel purposeful? Not how can I change the world? Not how can I get caught up on all the things that I'm feeling behind on? What could I do today to feel purposeful? And again, sometimes it was a single email. Sometimes it was one little task that I knew would be experienced as helpful by others. And that I would say, boom, I lived my purpose today. So that is the boulder. I am so excited to tell you that I went from feeling really poopy when I saw you last month to feeling even poopier. And it didn't make sense to me because I was doing all these things. I was practicing what I preach. I was taking time for myself. I went to an undisclosed location so that I could hibernate a little bit. And as I'm sure you can, I think you can see, I'm feeling so much better now. And 
the last two days when I was putting together notes to talk to you about polarities, which we might get to some today, but I ended up making this great list of the five things that I'm remembering that have really made a distance and a difference for me. And that might end up being our presentation today. We can get to polarities next time if we need. So if you weren't on the call or didn't listen to the call last month, I did it remotely in a hotel room and we it was a good session. I was so glad to connect with you. And uh, my time away from, from Cincinnati definitely was restorative in some key ways. I came back and literally I was home less than five minutes and I was unpacking excitedly and I tweaked my back fiercely. And it was one of those things that I've seen this happen on Frasier, the sitcom, but other than that, I thought this was fictional. I bent over and my back, I don't even know if it literally made a sound, but I heard, and my back was in intense pain. And I've had some small back or lower back issues over the years. I've never had my lower back issues when I've been doing my back exercises that a physical therapist gave me. And so when I do tweak my back, usually it just starts feeling a little weird and then there's some pain. My first thing is to spend at least 48 hours beating myself up for having gotten out of the habit of doing the preventative back exercises. Can you relate? And then lightening up and say, it's okay, I forgive you. Nurse my back back to not being in pain and then I resume my back exercises. Well, this flare was so intense and I was so frustrated that I, how could this happen when I just had this wonderful time off? I've been taking care of myself. I luckily paused the beating up of myself and I took a deep breath and I, I just said, what does this mean? It does not mean I'm a bad person because that's my first go-to place. How did you screw this up? What did you do wrong to deserve this? Doesn't mean I did anything wrong. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. What does it mean? And what came to me instantly was that I needed to slow down some more. And I'm like, all right, I thought I was slowing down. I'll slow down a little bit more. And the next day I was having a conversation with my friend, Coach Colleen, which you may have seen the, the um, video that I made about the little pep talk I made about it about colanders and she gave me this great because my what I had said to her is I have felt this frazzled before when I have all these big things going on but I don't have any big things going on and she says yes and it turns out a lot of little things can drain you and and I I, I was clear I was like eh. and she said Paul do you have a colander in your kitchen and I said yes I have a colander in my kitchen she said, all those little holes, you can't keep water in a colander because of a bunch of little holes. And if you think of this as your bucket and you think of the water as your energy, if you just have a couple little holes, you can usually put in more energy than you can that's getting drained out. But at some point, too many little holes, you can't hold your energy. And it resonated with me so much. I went, I literally ordered a little uh, maroon colander for my desk and sent one to Colleen, of course. And for a week, it was so helpful. Every time I was feeling a little overwhelmed and then followed by, but I don't really have that much going on. I'm like, what are the holes? What are the little things? I said yes to a bunch of little things because they were little and then looked at my colander and said, whoop, there goes some, you're just punching some more holes before you're even filling in things up. Very, very useful. Um, I went into my notes here. I wrote, I went into emergency energy conservation mode. I canceled a bunch of things. I sent you all a message saying, Hey, 
I am not going to do evening um, pep talks for this month and next. I'm going to not do one in June. I need to, I need to conserve energy. And if you can't make, if you can't make our, our one time, definitely catch it um, on the replay. And that was hard to do. I felt guilty. I felt bad. I felt like I was potentially letting people down and I knew that I needed to do it. Um, and I started feeling a little bit better. I made plans to take another little mini trip um, to do some, some reading and seeing films. And it was glorious. My back pain was starting to go away. I was starting to feel really good. I was doing a load of laundry in the hotel laundry, uh, uh, washer and dryer at the end of the hallway and tweaked my knee. And I mean, an intense pain. I, I was using my knees to open both the, the dryer and the washer and the doors weren't in this, the easy way to put the clothes in. And I was doing this weird thing. And all of a sudden there was this intense pain that I looked at my knee and thought, that is so strange that it hurts so intensely. I wonder why it's hurting so badly while staying in that really awkward, my knee was extended out over my foot. And it was awful. I don't know what was wrong. All I knew is that I had to limp back down the hallway to my room. I was about to hop on a call with a, my friend Pidge. I complained about like, ah, when I was not standing on it, there was zero pain. But anytime I stood on it, it was pretty significant pain. Luckily, call my friend John and said, uh, and, and he's who's a gymnast as a youth and also a gymnastics coach. And he asked me six questions and he said, I don't think it's serious. I think you need to stay off it tonight and test it out in the morning. And whenever I get sick, whenever I get injured, I try really hard to let the judgment come over and then let go of the judgment, say, is there something your body's trying to tell you besides don't do your laundry or don't stand that way in the laundry room? And what happened when I said, what, am, what, what is my body trying to tell me? I heard, you need to slow down. And then I heard a voice in my head, which I call my inner grad student, the person that's really good at go, 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 that can always see what else I could be studying, that is very good at coming up with lists and, and loves spread, spreadsheets and charts of all the things we can try to do. And he said, but we did slow down. We slowed down twice. And I laughed because in the way back of my head, every once in a while, he doesn't speak very often in a very calm voice. I have a voice that I call the wise one. I don't hear from him very often. I know it's him because he speaks in few, he's kind of Yoda. He speaks in few words. And sometimes I have to figure out what it means. I heard this so calm. I laughed before, before it finished. Slower still. And I was just like, got it. Just because I've slowed down does not mean I've slowed down enough. And I immediately changed the rest of that time away and said, everywhere you're going to walk, you're going to be walking slower for your back, for your knee, for your soul. And luckily, the next morning, the, the, the knee pain was not such that I couldn't go see some films. It wasn't getting in the way of me going for, I didn't go for long walks. I went for several stroll walks. And over and over, I would say to myself, slower still. And I even started playing with the phrase slower still, because I realized 
you could mean, the word still could mean even slower than you've been going. But I also, you know, the word still also stillness. And can you slow all the way to stillness? And it made a difference. And then when I made peace that I was going to be slower still for a while, I made my way back home, got to follow up with my friend Colleen and heard myself say at one point, I don't, I don't mind feeling bad sometimes. I don't mind having ups and downs in life. I just can't stand feeling this crummy when I'm feeling crummy. And it was so great. Her response, she goes, I get that. I don't either. But you know, there is value in feeling bad. She said, can you just sit when you're feeling bad? Can you just sit with it for just a minute? Don't try to fix it. Don't try to run away from it. Can you just sit with it? And I think that's what happened with the knee pain. I think that's why I got such a big win and heard in her, um, my wise one speak up because I, I just sat with it for a minute. And it's something that I'm not good at. I'm so uncomfortable with pain as, as somebody who's an abuse survivor. So often when people are talking about activities that get you in your body, I'm not as comfortable in my body because I often have little feelings that can, can lead to triggers to remind me of yucky things. And when yucky things come up in my mind, I really quickly want to get rid of them. So I think about something else or I do something really quick. Or for me, I put caffeine or food in my body as quickly as can to comfort myself. And her question, can you sit with it for a minute, has really resonated with me. And I, I don't remember now as I took these notes, whether it was later on in that conversation or a follow-up conversation with her, but it was definitely still with Coach Colleen because it's written on my, I write stuff that when I, I want to hold on to it. Um, there was a conversation about sometimes I don't know if I can handle something. Like I, feelings or situations become so overwhelming and, and the, the, the internal message is, I don't know if I can handle it. And yeah, I think this was a conversation I had with Colleen when I was actually feeling really low. And I said, I don't know if I can handle it. And she paused and she said, Paul, I got news for you. You're handling it. You're here. You're alive. You're handling it. You may not be handling it well. You may not be handling it like you wish you were, but you're handling it. So if you're wondering whether you can handle it, it turns out you can. And I was like, shut up. Don't ever say anything remotely like things that I say to other people to me. That's not how this is supposed to work. Because what did I think of instantly um, is our little sticker. You made it to today, right? You know, like as hard as things have been, you made it to today. And the spin on it that I like that she said you're handling it. You're here. You can handle it. And it really does put a spin on, um, it doesn't erase the fact that maybe I could wish that I could handle it better or differently. Um, but if I ask, I like, I don't know if I can handle this. Well, you're handling it right now. Hmm. And the fifth thing that I heard myself say, and it was the last 
time that, or the most recent time I heard from Wise One, after things were starting to get better and I was starting to feel my May, you know, one of the things that's been weird for me in all of this is the last few months, I've been getting lots of good news. My phone is ringing with speaking engagements. I have four um, speaking engagements for May. Three are are still um, virtual. And I'm actually thrilled by that because I couldn't have made it on um, a Monday to fire up childhood trainers in Kentucky and then zipped out to D.C., to fire up the NIH wants me to talk to their equity and diversity people the very next day. I couldn't have done that if um, either one of those was in person. And then a week later, the state of Washington wants me to talk to the, the managers in the Department of Revenue for on, a, on a call. And then um, my one in-person gig is the Sunday before, that's on a Thursday, the Sunday before is uh, I get to hang out with hospital administrators, pediatric hospital administrators in, um, in Indianapolis. They're gathering in person. I don't know if, if wisest me would have let myself take four in-person gigs that were that spread out across the country. So thank you in per, um, virtual. And I've, getting, I've got all these great ripples that I, I've got ready for us. I've got a few surprises I'm working on for, for um, the Patreon peeps. My personal life is really going well. Jamie and I have come through this pandemic not wanting to strangle each other and we're going on a couple little mini trips. So I I was really confused as to why I was so burned out. And I think that's the, I think what happened was I was doing an incredible amount of stuff over um, the last two years. And because I was following all the advice, I do try to practice what I preach when it comes to meditation, um, sleep, uh, exercise, that I was masking, I, I wasn't showing up as looking as burned out or fried as I think I was on the inside. Um, but the last thing that I said that I was excited to share with you is I heard myself say, once I get past this speed bump, things are then um, gonna be better and it's gonna be smooth sailing for the summer. And I, I have this idea, you know, I'm taking some downtime over the summer, I, I had always, turned off my July to get ready for my fall. And I didn't let myself do that the last couple summers. And I kept telling myself, well, you're not traveling. You're, it's a pandemic. You can't turn down any work. So I was taking these virtual gigs when I normally would, would really protect the time. Well, number one, I should have been doing that anyway. But number two, I've got gigs in person in August. So I know I want to be well rested. So I've turned off my July calendar from, from um, events and big meetings so that I can protect it. But what happened when I said, once I get past this, then it's going to be smooth sailing. A lovely voice popped up. I'm pretty sure it was wise one. There is no pain-free or or problem-free life waiting for you. Even though you deserve both. There is no pain-free or problem-free life that's around the river bend, that is all easy coast. Around the river bend may be a stretch of rest. It may be a little bit lighter of a schedule for a while. And there is pain and there are problems that are going to be there as well. And for some people that may sound depressing, that may sound like overwhelming. Um, For me, it just reminded me that it's, 
it's not useful to frame this as um, bad stuff and then, oh, it's all going to be easy from here on. It's not accurate. And I think ultimately it's not useful. I don't need it to be pain-free or problem-free because I have these, um, I have all these skills. I have all these things lined up. So what I'd like to do now, um, and this is, so I have this great content on polarity that I have been tweaking and talking. My friend Pidge from childhood, um, Jill, you all know that Jill who joins us frequently here and I grew up in Carbondale, Illinois, and one of our other friends, Pidge and I, we are well connected. And she taught me about this idea of thinking uh, about polarities and sort of the yin and yang of things. And as I imagined, it's, it's, it's half past. And it is so much wiser for me to say, I have got some really cool content that I'm gonna share with us next month. And I wanna leave that I just pasted into the chat window five things that are really helping me right now. When I say, it's just a little thing, why am I so overwhelmed? When my friend Colleen said, little things add up, remember the colander. When I say, but I already did slow down. And my wise one says, slower still. That sometimes when we slow down, we don't quite slow down enough. Sometimes when we're in self-care mode, we need more, we need longer, we need deeper. I don't like feeling this way, which is totally normal and natural and healthy. And Colleen comes back with, there is value in not feeling good. Can you sit with it for just a minute? And then me saying, I don't know if I can handle it. And she says, you are handling it. You made it, you're here, you're handling it right now. And then finally, once I get past this, then it's gonna be clear sailing from here on out. There is no pain-free or problem-free life waiting for me out there, even though I deserve both. And you know what, my friends, that feels like a really fabulous place to wind down for April and tell you that um, I, I will, for, for those of you who are watching this live, um, oh, actually, let's do this. Let's undo my remove spotlight and we'll go back to a gallery. And I will stick around. If you have to go, you can go right now or you can wave goodbye and hop off at any point in the next few minutes while we're chatting. For those of you who are watching the recording, I'll end it here and put the notes. Um, hopefully you will see links in the notes. And if you don't, you know how to find me. Um, and I'll see you back here in a month from May when I will talk about polarities and we'll talk about some things to get us through the summer. So with that, for those of you who are with me, can you wave goodbye to the people on the recording? <laughs>